Welcome to the Mala Movement Podcast. Each episode we share our experience and research on all things natural living, holistic health and mindful being. We are so grateful that you're hanging out with us. Let's dive on in. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 23 of the pod. I've got the van to myself, Mark's out training, so I'm making the most of this time, going to record this, and yeah, it's been a bit of a, a challenge to get the van in a quiet space away from a road that is okay to record, so you might hear some bird noises, but I'm just like by a beach in a secluded car park, so just to paint a picture for you, that's where I'm at. But yeah, getting into today, I'm going to be chatting about the metaphysical connection and the stress connection to health issues. And now I know there are often multiple underlying causes as to why you're struggling with things like digestive issues, pain, finding it difficult to lose weight or having no energy. There's often a lot of causes to that and underlying causes such as the food you eat, your sleep quality, how you manage stress, your relationships, physical activity, toxin exposure, all of these things all matter and so many other things as well. Though the often overlooked aspect of health is your emotional well-being and your stress levels. And I know in today's day and age, it's just like, well, who isn't stressed? And I fully acknowledge that there is a lot of stress in the modern world these days, though I believe it's a matter of learning how to manage your stress and reducing your stress load wherever you can and learning how to process your emotions. Because if you're human, you have emotions and you always will be encountering stressful events. And emotions aren't good or bad or anything like that, though when emotions like fear, grief, anger, hurt, stress, betrayal, embarrassment or helplessness, all these things, when they aren't felt, processed and integrated, they can cause disharmony within your body. And the same goes with stress. If you're living in a state of high stress or low grade stress, which are all those little stresses that add up over time. And a lot of people have little stresses in their life that sort of like, you, you know your stress and then something little just tips you over the edge. That just goes to show that you're operating in a state of stress and those little things are just tipping you off and making you sort of like the floodgates open or whatnot. So these are the things like high or low grade stress ongoing that suppresses your immune system, it suppresses your digestive function and your reproductive health as well. They all don't function properly. So for example, when your body is in a fight or flight state mode, your blood gets pumped into the extremities instead of into your digestive system and your digestive enzymes don't get released as they should, resulting in digestive issues like bloating and the gas and the burping and all that fun stuff. So that's just an example of how it can affect your digestive system, but also when your stress hormones start to dominate, they can dysregulate your natural hormone balance and that can make things like PMS, moodiness and fertility issues even worse. So they're a contributing factor. Now your body is designed to deal with stress, but usually short-term stresses. Though as I was saying before, these days people are experiencing stress on the daily in some way, shape or form. So things like work stress, you lose, lost your keys, you're in traffic, you've got relationship pressure, social, like trying to keep up with people, trying to fit in, social dynamics, environmental, toxic load, like all these things are adding up, but also like visual stress. So even just the overstimulation that we're all exposed to now like social media and all the advertising that we're getting given to us or being exposed to that is also 
filtering through and your body can interpret that as stress. And these are all the little stresses that I was talking about, like the losing your keys and a little bit of relationship pressure or financial issues. Like these are the things that start to add to your stress load. And then it might come out in the form of moodiness. You're a bit snappy, overwhelmed, anxious, or constantly stressing out about something. And then again, it can come out in really subtle ways, like just showing up as tiredness. You've got that bit of bloating, digestive discomfort. You're a bit worried in the background and just not feeling like yourself, or you've just like lost your vibe. You just don't have that vibrance for life anymore because you just sort of feel like you're on alert mode. And this is where a lot of people come to the conclusion that it's just normal to be stressed and it's a normal state of being. Although it's very common, but it's not natural and normal for us humans to be in this constant state of stress. And now your body is really good at filtering out stuff, like it almost feels normal. That's why it can feel normal to be stressed, though your subconscious remembers everything and it stores what isn't processed. And this is why you can't just wrap your emotions up in a little bow or sweep it under the rug and consider it dealt with or burying your head in the sand when you're really stressed. Your subconscious does know what's going on and it, it is remembering and documenting everything. And this just isn't me saying this. More and more research is actually coming out proving that your unprocessed emotions and your stress levels are a major contributing factor to many health issues. And this is what interests me in the realm of like metaphysics. So this is the study of looking beyond the physical symptoms, which in part it studies what you think, how you think and how your thinking affects your physiology and your life. But as I was saying, so much of what us humans do is unconscious. And in fact, most of us, 95% of the time, are acting from a place of autopilot. So your brain's really good at filtering out things that you don't really need to pay attention to, like certain sounds or like you can't, mind is constantly filtering. So you don't drain all your energy and this ends up creating like autopilot habits. So there's so many, I can, I'm sure that you can think of some autopilot habits that you might do, like driving your car. I think I mentioned that in your, the last episode, you do that on autopilot. Now you don't really have to think much about it. It's just muscle chain reaction. So this is why it's really important to start to bring more conscious awareness to what's going on because so many of us have non-serving mental patterns, beliefs and constructs that are actually keeping us stuck. And this is why I decided to study things like life coaching, EFT, energy medicine and breath work when I actually came to the realization myself that disease and disharmony within the body just isn't a physical issue. And that's from my own experience. I tried to perfect my diet and analyze my situation and my symptoms when I was going through my chronic digestive issues, low energy, my shocking immune system. I was always sick, but also I was really struggling with my mental health. And I literally started to feel like I was doing something wrong and that my body was broken because I felt like I was doing all the right things. And I literally thought I had tried everything, though I did realize down the road, as you do, that I was missing a big, big piece because I was still holding on to a lot from my past and I had no idea how to manage stress. I was one of those people who just thought stress is normal, who isn't stressed. And I even had a doctor once tell me that just stress less. 
though he didn't give me the tools. I was like, yeah, easier said than done, <laughs> mate. <laughs> like, tell me how and I'll do it. But that's the thing. A lot of people are like, stress less, honey. Like, you'll be right. Or you're too young to stress. Have you ever gotten that? Gosh, so many people have told me, you're too young to stress. But fact is, I was stressed and I was stressed up to my freaking eyeballs, yet no one was actually teaching me and coaching me how to actually manage that. And I was also, at this same time, I was really good at suppressing my emotions. I had lots of destructive self-talk patterns and beliefs and they literally just lived in my mind on repeat. And that's when I was just really living in this autopilot numbed out state because I just could not freaking deal with life. Now, as I was saying before, stress directly impacts your body's ability to digest food and it's causing bloating and pain and gas and things like that. But this can also be a result of not fully digesting your emotions. And just to give you some more examples of how your emotional state can affect your physical health, things like brain fog, low energy, or those up and down moods can be a result of actually spending a lot of mental energy in the past or in the future. Things like holding on to past regret, anger, guilt, sadness, or living in a state of worry, stress, and overwhelm about the future. And then when it comes to losing weight or managing a healthy weight for you as an individual, some people struggle because they actually got high cortisol levels, which is a result of that's your stress hormone. So when you're constantly operating in a state of stress, this can make you hold on to excess belly fat. But also metaphysically, it can be the body trying to protect itself because of a past experience, for example. It could be many things, but that protection layer can be a result of that. And then when it comes to things like binge eating or constantly craving food or needing to eat like you're overeating, this can be a result of not actually processing those confronting emotions or those uncomfortable emotions. So when they're not being felt and processed and integrated, a lot of people try to self-soothe through eating and that's quite a natural response and it happens to so many people. But also when stress hits, for example, like stress eating, I think that's a quite a common term and I think a bunch of people can actually say, yes, I have experienced that. I definitely have. I have stress ate multiple times in my life, like so many times in my lifetime and that's a natural response, especially when you're not processing that stress or doing anything to manage it beyond food that can become a problem now i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that that can be serving for a short period of time though there does come a point where it's actually so much more serving in the long run and sustainable in the long run when you're actually processing these emotions learning how to manage stress and not using food as your only sort of crutch or self-soothing mechanism to make you feel better and I could just go on and on with the list of physical issues and like dis-ease that can happen as a result of stress and unprocessed emotions. So I'm going to leave those examples there for you to process. And I know it can be a little bit challenging to wrap your head around this at first, though it does start to make sense when you allow yourself to actually get curious about it. And the main takeaway here is just putting a lid on your emotions and past experiences isn't helping you. And stress is something that is a part of your life, though learning how to manage it is essential. Because as I said, constantly trying to bottle up and avoid the stress or avoid the emotions, the uncomfortable emotions, this will only cause it to just spill out into your relationships, your life, your health. 
it's going to spill out no matter what. And just because you're not saying certain things out loud, like you might not be voicing that you're stressed or having these, you know, negative self-talk going on or you're feeling angry inside yet not expressing it or giving yourself a space to express it, your body is still processing that. It's still trapped inside just because it's not coming out and you're not saying it out loud doesn't mean it's not there because they are there. Whether you acknowledge the destructive self-talk or not, it is there. It's there showing up as overwhelm, thinking of all the what-if scenarios. What if this happens? What if that happens? Holding on to resentment to something that happened in the past or maybe you blocked out something that happened that you haven't dealt with. And as I said, that self-destructive self-talk coming in, taking over, they are there whether you acknowledge it or not because your unconscious and your subconscious is processing everything. So you might think you're doing yourself a service by just, you know, trying to get on with your life or forget about something, but your subconscious mind just does not work like that. The only way to move past it is to go through it, to process it, to actually feel and acknowledge your emotions and learn how to manage stress. We all have baggage from our past and there's no shame in getting help to process through it, like in the form of therapy or seeing a conventional psychologist or trying alternative support like energy healing, EFT or life coaching or just seeing a natural practitioner that actually teaches you how to manage stress or stress management techniques. So you can actually release things from your past and transform your mindset so you can move forward equipped with tools and that's what I always wanted I wanted tools like so I can move forward like I get what happened now it's time to move through once I've processed it and I can't exactly say what the best approach is because different things work for different people some people love seeing a psychologist and then there's people who like the whole energy medicine and the hypnotherapy and all these other things for me personally a combined approach was what worked for me and that's why I incorporate things like energy medicine, life coaching, EFT, nutrition, naturopathy and all that lifestyle guidance in my programs and in my one-to-one sessions with my clients because that's been so powerful for me and it's proving to be powerful for other people that I'm serving. So that's my approach though it's up to you like the ball is in your court. It's up to you to use your intuition, feel into what feels right for you and depending on where you're at but the most important thing is to just actually try things on just to figure out what works best for you so i really just wanted this episode to serve as a gentle reminder that your emotions are normal and they're natural and integral part of being a human and all of your feelings and emotions they're all valid no matter how big or small someone perceives your experience how you feel is how you feel And it's really important to know that stress and traumatic events come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. What you might experience as traumatic or highly stressful might not be to someone else. And that doesn't make it wrong or less worthy to actually seek support around that. We all have our own challenges. And there was actually a big part of my life where I was experiencing symptoms of PTSD and I denied myself and belittled my experience for so long thinking I didn't go to war like I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't be having these symptoms and experiences. Though the reality was, I I did. I had intense flashbacks, memories, triggers, like I became emotionally numb. I lost my joy, felt worthless, hopeless for the future, like all these things. My distorted eating and my body image issues and obsessive training became so much worse. And I felt on edge. I would get aggressive towards particular people. 
and my sleep was really, really affected. It took me so long to get to sleep and just waking up. I would wake up crying sometimes. Waking up crying can be uh, your body actually trying to process emotions on that subconscious level because you're not allowing yourself to do it in the waking world. So that was happening for me a lot. I also ended up developing symptoms of OCD as well. I had to walk a particular way to the bathroom. I would only step on certain tiles. I would need to touch things three times. Like if I was walking past uh, in a shopping center, I'd, like I'd look at something and I just something would take over me and I just needed to touch it. And it would be always that number of three. And when I look back, these were all things that I now see that I was actually just trying to have some sort of sense of control in my life because it felt so out of control. And these symptoms, like, they were caused by multiple stressful and unprocessed micro-traumatic events. And they added up over time. It wasn't like this massive, big thing that happened. It was like lots of little traumatic things that happened or stressful events that happened within a year. And I said micro sort of traumatic events because at the time, some of them I actually didn't even register as being particularly traumatic for me. Though subconsciously and in reality, my body registered it that way in that time of my life. And I just want to add that I could have identified as someone who has depression, has anxiety, has PTSD, has OCD. And that's what the DSM-5 diagnoses or puts me into those sorts of boxes in that particular period of my life. Though instead of owning those labels as my reality, I did the work and I freaking worked through them and I learned to manage stress and process my emotions and actually move forward. And you get to decide too. I'm not particularly special. I just was willing to do the work and I was just like, fuck this, I'm working through it. And yeah, it's messy. It's not easy work. I remember there was a time where I wanted something high vibe in my sort of branding. And I was like, you know what? Healing is not always freaking high vibe. There is like things that you got to work through and that's the reality of it. It's not always sunshines and rainbows. There is like real work to this and discipline and actually showing up for yourself and confronting and working through those uncomfortable emotions. But it's so freaking worth it. Like, I wouldn't be able to feel all the highs that I, like, literally high vibe. Like, that is mostly my state now. Though I also know what it feels like to be on the other side of the scale. And, of course, like, I can fluctuate between the two, somewhere in between. Though I don't drop down to where I once was before I learned all these tools. Now I, I have these tools to actually help support myself moving forward when stressful times hit, when emotional turmoil comes. And I think so many, like, so many people need these sorts of tools because, as I said, stress is a part of life. And if you're human, you've got emotions and you're going to fucking feel them, even when you're going to try avoid them. But learning how to feel them and process them is a whole nother thing. And I think with all the socials and everything, some people are feeling a little bit disconnected that they don't have a safe space. Not everyone has a supportive partner to talk to or a family member to talk to or a friend to talk to. So there is no shame in seeking extra support. Reach out to someone, speak to a doctor, get a referral to a psychologist or work with a natural therapist that also incorporates things like stress management, a safe space for you to express, and things that you can actually do to nourish your nervous system. This is something that I am super passionate about because it was a massive part of my journey, 
and it's why I incorporate it into my one-to-one sessions and my programs. So if you're wanting support, please reach out or do what feels right for you, okay? The first step is actually acknowledging like, fuck, yeah, I avoid stress. Now that you might be aware that this shit could be impacting your health or stopping you from getting the results that you want, you're aware now, so what are you going to do with it? Just take that first little step, book an appointment, reach out to your GP or reach out to myself and I will meet you where you're at and help you and support you through this. And if I think you need extra support or bring in some extra support into your healing journey and all of that, we can do that as well. So it doesn't have to be a one-man show. The most important thing is, is that you're getting that support and you're moving forward and through. I was going to finish it there, but I am feeling called to just share with you some stress management things that I started off doing when I was at the start of my journey. So things like meditation, that can be really, really supportive. There's an app called Insight Timer that you can download. And another really helpful thing was just journaling. Journal out your feelings, get them out of your head and onto paper. And that can really, really help because sometimes when emotions or thoughts and things are floating around in your mind they can seem so big and so full though when you start to write it down onto paper that can really help dissolve and sort of take that big scary thing or that big thing and down and simplify it and it's just like oh okay that's what's going on or I hear you I feel like it just helps you process through it that little bit extra and it not feel as big so they're just a couple of things couple of simple things that don't cost you a thing so try them out meditate and journal out those feelings those thoughts and just brain dump get it out of your head it really does help I go through other things like EFT emotional timeline release and breath work with my one-to-one clients and within my programs so that's something that's sort of like that next tier but these are simple things to get you started so please try them out I'd love to hear how you go with them how you go with the journaling if you're meditating like change it up if you're finding it a bit stale there's so much on inside timer so you can always check that out it can be as simple as like a five minute meditation it doesn't have to be something massive you don't have to be sitting there cross-legged for hours it can be five minutes five minutes that you gift yourself to help you show up and come back to a state of calm and centeredness. It can just help you stop from bubbling over. It just brings the bubbles back down to a simmer instead of a boil, okay? And if you can do that more often and for longer, that over the long term can be so, so helpful. All right, I will speak to you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with us. We hope you loved this episode. And if you did, make sure you hit subscribe and leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts with your favorite takeaway from this episode, because that way we know what you're loving and it also helps share this podcast with new people and get it into new people's ears and share the message. We would really, really value your support in that because that just really helps keep the podcast growing and allows us to keep on showing up in this way for you. Another way you can share the love is just simply sending this episode to someone you think would benefit or even just taking a screenshot and sharing it on your Insta stories and tagging us. We'd love to see that you're tuning in and get to know you over on the gram. So we'd love to see that. Again, thank you so much for hanging out and we'll speak to you in the next episode. Bye.